If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Hello, and welcome to Challenge Talk, part of the Geocache Talk Network. You can watch the show live on the first Sunday of every month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter to watch the broadcast live and join the wonderful and active chat room, or listen to the entire show later on your favorite podcast player. In this episode, we'll be talking with Mountain Bike from HQ. All right. And we also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your challenge cash finds to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and you could be a winner. Later in the show, we'll also play our special game exclusively for our live audience, the Wheel of Challenges. So listen live, get your email app ready, and follow instructions when the time comes so you have a chance at winning tonight's grand prize. And at the end of the show, we'll highlight some of the challenge caches you've found, and someone will win our coveted monthly giveaway. So hello, everyone. We're your hosts. I'm Emily. And I'm Tim, also known as Merlin1392. And I'm Emily Renee in the geocaching world. <laughs> and uh, we'll um, bring in our guest for tonight, Mountain Bike. Hello. How are you? Hi, guys. How is everyone? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Can't wait to talk to you about challenges and, and how they play a part in your geocaching. But first, we got to get through some a little bit of news and announcements. So, uh, Tim, how's your month been? Uh, I've had a pretty decent month for the month of May. Um, we released a new geo tour here in Michigan, and I was on the uh, consultant team that helped with uh, what we call the ORB uh, the Ogama Roscommon Visitor Bureau Geo Tour. So we launched it on the weekend of May 20th, and a great time was had by all. Wonderful. I got to attend Geo Woodstock, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I got to meet tonight's guest there again. Right. We met and we met at HQ last year, and uh, I've also I'm going to announce a new challenge tonight. All right. All of a those people challenge? coming to Cash Fest. Okay. So if you've got your pre-event challenge going and you bring that to Memphis and you equal or better my score, I will give you one of my personal path tags. Nice. Nice. So as a reminder, if everyone working on this pre-event challenge, the activities that you do are new points. And Tim, you're saying get more points than me. Show us the proof. And there you've got you go. an extra prize for them. All right. All and right. I'll warn you, I have I have 40 points in the bank already. 
So okay. challenge, challenge is out there. We'll see who right. picks it up. All right. So who's uh, who's saying challenge accepted? Let us know in the in the chat. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome, Tim. Thanks. <laughs> and your month, Emily? How's it been? Oh, my month has been great. So I finally hit that big number 10,000 milestone. So that Ooh. has just been on my mind. You know, when you're right there, you just want it. You want it bad. But what was really neat about that was I was able to um, pace myself throughout the month and wait. And my parents have been visiting me. And so I got to make the find with my parents and my husband, the three most important people in my life who have been with me my whole geocaching journey. So that was just fabulous. Awesome. Welcome to the yeah. five digit club. Exactly. Exactly. I'm very happy to be there. Now I can kind of, I've had my, my uh, blinders on just for numbers, numbers, numbers. So now I can get past that and focus on some other things. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. And one more piece of it. Well, Maybe we should do this later. We always do that vault clip thing right at the beginning, usually. Maybe we should hold that off this okay. time. What do you okay, think? Okay, well, I'm fine with it. Let's let's make everyone wait and kind of kind of salivate over what we're going to show them later. Okay, I'm good with that. Cool. All right, great. Um, so then, I think we need to introduce tonight's guest. And let's do it. Obviously, John, we've said a little bit mountain bike and. Assuming that there's one or two people out there in the world who don't know who you are, <laughs> could you could you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you got into this game? Oh boy! Um, well, I got into this game because it uh, I was really into um, mountain biking and mapping of mountain bike trails. So I was a GPS user uh, using that to map trails, and so I was very excited when word of selective availability was uh, going to be turned off. And, and so I was uh, frequent, frequenting the internet forums back then. And one guy, Dave Ulmer, posted an idea of, hey, now we can like hide stuff and, and actually direct people to the location reliably using GPS. And uh, I really liked that idea. And so I was there when he announced he was going to do it. And then when he announced that he had done it. And uh, so I wanted to get involved right away. And um, where I'm sitting here is where I was sitting then. Um, and uh, I wanted, there was a mountain I wanted to put a cache on, but uh, it was, it's typically snowed in until July. And so I, um, mid-June of 2000, I said, well, I just can't wait. I'm going to go up to another mountain that I like and hide one there. And it's about oh, five miles that way. And, uh, <laughs> and where, where are you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right now at Priest Lake in North Idaho. All right. Cool. Oh. Um, and just got back from my own Geo Woodstock trip. After Geo Woodstock, I took a week-long um, road trip with, with a caching buddy. And uh, we just had a lot of fun hitting everything, uh, states and counties and, and challenges and you, you have it all kinds of targets. So, so uh, you're cool. still on a, you're still on the adventure. I'm still, yeah, I, I got home and then, um, had a very short sleep and then came up here to join family. Uh, cause home for me is Spokane, which is about a 80 mile drive from here, Spokane, Washington. 
And uh, okay. so I haven't really had, had much time at home. I've been, uh, I'm still in vacation mode and tomorrow it's back to work. So. Oh, all right. <laughs> the real I don't know. Can you really be called working at HQ work? You know, they amazingly find ways to make it work, but no, <laughs> it is quite fun, especially, I mean, when you're a geocacher, I mean, you're just, you're in the thick of it all. And so I, I'm living geocaching every day, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Great. Great. So I know we, um, yeah, we had dinner at Woodstock and again, thank you for joining me there. And, well, uh, awesome. Tom, Tom Brotherman joined us for dinner as well. We invited a few other people, but nobody else made it um, for the night. And have to say it was very, very interesting. Um, just, you know, talking with you again and learning about all of the, the inside or some of the inside things about what you do at HQ. So that's really cool. And I appreciate you taking the time to join us. And I know that you're probably more famous for creating that little shiny thing that we all like to gather and, and collect. <laughs> and uh, that's that would be the GeoCoin. You are the creator of that, right? Or the Correct. author, the father of it? I get someone started calling me the father and I just started using that term, but I, it's kind of a weird term. I don't know. It's just, uh, I actually think the father of it is the guy who gave me the idea because I was at an event, the first event ever held in Washington, Washington state. Um, and my hundredth find was coming up at, which back then a hundred finds was significant, you know, now, sure. now get yeah. that in an hour. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was saying people had started putting signature items in caches. And I really, really liked that idea because you could, as soon as you popped open the ammo can, they were all ammo cans back there. It was perfect back then. Um, <laughs> as soon as you popped open the ammo can, you could tell that your friend had been there because oh, there's their item. There's that shiny kazoo. One of my friends always put in or, you know, what have you. And I thought I really liked the idea of signature item. So I wanted something special for that, that, uh, 100th milestone. And a guy that I was talking to at the event, his name, his username was silver. He's long out of the game, unfortunately, but he had been in the military and he told me about challenge coins. He said, well, why don't you have a coin made up? And I always say that I, I kind of laugh to myself because I think of coin minting as, as a pretty expensive and official type thing. And he said, right. oh, no, there are all these, all these companies that, that uh, do it for, for a variety of events or, or people. And uh, my family is uh, coming back back from the store. So uh, there, there's going to be a little bit of noise here. Sorry. No problem. Uh, <laughs> of course. Um, and uh, so he told me to go look on the internet. And uh, so I did. And sure enough, there are places to mint these coins for, you know, they're not cheap, but they're not ridiculous. Like I thought you had to have. Not the, unobtainable. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you had to like have a nation's treasure you know to be able to <laughs> so um i just picked the first one who uh came up in the list and went with that i had no idea like people nowadays say oh what a what a plain looking coin and it really is it's like i had no idea what you could do and um how detailed you could make make your your designs and what have you but uh, i went ahead and had some coins minted up and uh jeremy the uh founder of, of 
geocaching said, Hey, I want to join you when you do that. And so, um, we went up to a really neat cache that unfortunately doesn't exist, exist anymore out, out, uh, up on Whid Whidbey Island, um, in Washington state. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, on the way he told me, Hey, I'm coming up with this idea for tracking code, tracking code, tracking items that can move from cache to cache. And I had already created a hitchhiker, which was a thing that was supposed to move from cache to cache at that mm -hmm. point. So I really liked that idea. And he said, I'm going to call on travel bugs. And, and then he said, do you want to uh, uh, make your coins part of this new project? And I said, absolutely. So I just, it, uh, it all worked out. And so my coins were among the first trackable items, definitely the first um, geo coins, at least trackable, first of any kind, as far as I know. Um, and yeah, people, it took a while for them to take off, but when they did, they really, they really did. And um so, yeah, I think people, like you said, know me more for that than anything else. Right. Yeah. For sure. That's cool. So we're all about challenges and then, and the challenge coin is a great, is a great thing to, to celebrate. Um, but let's move into that, that side of that topic. When it comes to challenges, let's talk about how they impact you and what you do in the game. Well, they always are a good target. When So uh, when I am going to go on a trip, especially to an unknown area, uh, I have a set of criteria for for caches that, um, that I want to include. So it's essentially a set of filters. And I use um, some tools that I have available to me that normal users wouldn't have. Like I can access the database at, at geocaching directly. And so I can, um, it's pretty easy for me to pull all sorts of stats on, on caches, uh, programmatically. And so I put all that into GIS software and then I run a bunch of filters on it and to identify what I want to hit and mm -hmm. challenge caches are one of those filters. So then I will look at what is along my route that I'm, I'm going on and I'll pick out like, oh, yep, webcam. Oh, that challenge cache. Oh, that cache with that percentage of favorite points. Um, oh, that cache with that Wilson score, et cetera. So, um, and then that becomes my, my, uh, my route. Interesting. Very interesting. So what would you say has been your most favorite challenge that you've worked on or completed? <laughs> it's, both my favorite and my least favorite. <laughs> it was my, um, it was a 1200 day streak challenge. Oh. And so it, I, it, it helped at, uh, working in Seattle and living across the lake from Seattle. So it, my, my commute was, uh, at least 10 miles one way. Mm -hmm. Plus having family across the state and in Idaho, the adjacent state that allowed me to every day from around work. It's very dense in Seattle. I had those to choose from. I had the ones around home. I had the ones on the way to and from work and home. And I had the ones across the state and around family. So that was mm -hmm. that allowed me to keep the street going. Uh, the reason I say it's not my favorite is twofold. One is it gets to be work. And as my wife 
my <laughs> test. She's disappeared. <laughs> um, she was not happy at times when, oh, it's Christmas Day. We're going to uh, join the family. It's like, hey. <laughs> and <laughs> while <laughs> we're going there, <laughs> there's this cash on the way. And, you know, it's bookends under three feet of snow. And <laughs> it's like, I just need to dig around here before we go. Um, yeah. So and and then uh, the other reason it's not my favorite is I after all that work, I went and and. Uh, to find the cache and I found it, but it was just a little bison tube on a nondescript sign along the road, nothing living up to the effort that I, I put into uh, trying to achieve that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So th that's, that's both my favorite and least favorite. Have you ever streaked since? Uh, no, <laughs> I probably would have kept going because you get kind of in that, oh, I have to kind of mentality, but it ended the day we moved permanently to Spokane from okay. the Seattle area. That day, uh -huh. one, it was 105 degrees in Spokane on the day we moved in. It was miserable. Uh, we had family helping us with, you know, multiple trucks and what have you. And we were trying to co uh, coordinate getting everyone across the state and getting into the new house. There was absolutely no chance of finding a cash and staying married. So. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I think is probably more important than carrying a streak forward. You know, definitely. <laughs> uh, dire Wolf in the chat has said, I think my longest streak is 13 days and it was annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I think the annoyingness is probably directly related to how easy it is. Like if you had 13 caches in your front yard, 13 wouldn't be a problem. It's when they start, uh, when you start having to go well out of your way to keep the street mm -hmm. going, that then it becomes work. Um, and so it's a streak is, is really going to be uh, a combination of, of luck and um, density around you. So, right. So yeah, it sounds it like is. you are focused on very strategic quality experiences. I, that's always been for me. I still believe that geocaching is about location and that's a big reason I have not hid much in the last couple of years, because it seems like there's so many caches around and, you know, it, I'm not taking anyone to a special location if I just throw one out, I want to find a special spot, but someone now has already found those special spots. It was, mm -hmm. it's good that I got in early cause I got some of the special spots for my caches. But uh, yeah, I still think that um, quality location, especially is important. Yeah. When, when people ask me, I often say, you know, the three things about geocaching that I enjoy the most are the, the places we go, the things that we see and the people we meet. Um, yeah. you know, which, which was all about Geo Woodstock and being able to see folks. And, you know, we have the next event coming up, which is, um, Cash Fest in Memphis. And hopefully we'll get to see, you know, a whole bunch of our listeners, watchers, podcast followers, and they'll get the chance to see us as well, which is always, which is always fun. Um, mm -hmm. I had breakfast with a couple of ladies and, and one of them was like, aren't you that guy? <laughs> and I was like, uh, challenge talk. And she was like, yeah, that's it. And I know you, I hadn't met her yet. So it was, it was kind of interesting. So, 
All right. Well, let's move on then to, to go with another toughie for you. What is the toughest challenge that you've completed and why was it so tough? Well, everyone will laugh at this, but um, for me, it, it, it was the fizzy challenge. Um, there are certain, I always am amazed when I meet someone and, and they're like 90 years old and they have, uh, they've looped 50 times. It's like, how's that even possible? You know, in my state, um, certain combinations are really rare and we don't have uh, like a, a fizzy challenge trail, you know, where someone's hidden mm -hmm. uh, a, a bunch in um, to, uh, to give you all the combinations. So it wasn't until um, I went to a mega in Australia and some friends down there took me out on a kayak uh, to a puzzle on an island that I got my last combo. And, it, you know, that, that was, uh, I still think of the fizzy and the jasmine as like kind of the cream of the crop type, you know, the ones that everyone kind of wants to, to hit. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so for me to finally hit that in such a special location and with people, like you said, it's the people, it's the events, right. it's the, it, that, that, uh, that, that, had it all for me. And so it was a really, a, a very memorable challenge for me. And, but, you know, it took me so long to, I guess that was 2018. Um, and I started cashing in 2000. It took me that long to finish the fizzy. Uh -huh. So, Well, and as you said, when you first started cashing, there was what, 75 caches first published yeah. on, on the website. And that was worldwide. So, right? <laughs> you know, it took some time to get some density there. And yeah. um, I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget my first 5-5 five, five that was down south of me about 70 miles. And I, I made the drive down. And, you know, I'm expecting a challenge. And I walked up to this tree. It was about two foot around. And in the crotch of the tree, about three feet off the ground, is the container. And I signed it and went, congratulations, yeah. you just got a 5.5. Five. And I'm like, there's nothing about a 5.5 five that this cash, you know, it, yeah. it's clearly mislabeled and uh, or mismarked, but it counted and okay. So, and since I've, I've, I have looped fizzy more than once. And so some are in kayaks and some are in trees and I've earned some of those loops, but some, you know, it's up to the people that, that put them out. Yeah. Totally agree. So, I, I, um, the, the, uh, the old man in me says, Oh, I wish people would rate them correctly and not for challenges. I mean, I, I want to know that I've earned it. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and I felt I did with that fizzy, but, uh, Good. people will just, uh, people just call me a curmudgeon if I, Keep running. <laughs> yes, I think I've reached that stage myself. Yeah. It's more uh, the more curmudgeonly as you get as you get older, it's you you miss those things that you know you forget were important, and you know you think them they're different than they are now. And the kids that are just throwing pill bottles willy nilly out the car and you know dropping them behind a sign, like you say, it's uh, you know uh, I question you know in the game it's all about numbers now and how many can you find and the quality seems to have left some of the game so 
Yeah. Well, you even took me back, you know, talking about what, what are you going to create for your signature item? Um, I remember signature items I, I are special to me. And I think it's because they were so much more prevalent when I first started and it felt, felt like such a special thing to find in a cache. Oh, I came after so-and-so they were here. Yeah. They left this thing. I'm going to collect it, you know? And yeah. So you saying that just brought it, a lot of memories back. Yeah, my daughter and I, when we first started geocaching, I had got, I worked for a school district and we had these little kangaroos that held a book and we called them the reading ruse. And so we would drop those in a cache and I was looking for more uh, and never did find where we got those from. I got them from a classroom somewhere, but that was our signature item. We mm -hmm. had, that was before I built anything like path tags or geocoin or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be really special to find that. So, anyone who has one of those, it's really special, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's only right. like 50 to 75 of them out there yeah. that we first got. Yeah. I still have a, a drawer. Again, probably my, my wife is rolling her eyes, but I have drawers of signature <laughs> items I've picked up in, um, in various caches. And, and uh, you know, they mean something to me, but, you know, if I, if I kick the bucket and she has to go through my stuff, she's like, what? Why this? <laughs> I have had right. the same thought. I feel like labeling some of my stuff. Emily's memory only. Don't even go yeah. through it. Just yeah. catch yeah. it, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, it's fun. Uh, two weeks ago in an event, someone gave me their signature item and I felt like so giddy about it. And it's just because they just have a little special place to me. Probably yeah. from some of those early experiences. Obviously, I love the geocoins, but um, there is something special about those homemade signature items too. Mm -hmm. Those are those are have a special place as well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you when you take the time to because yeah, they do they take time they take resources, and you're offering it as something special to the community. That yeah, I think that I think they are. I agree. So. Let's go back to the challenge trail then. We know that JT Coffee has her notebooks to track her challenges. <laughs> How do you track your challenges? Um, mine is all programmatically done um, at by having access to the database. And in fact, I would say that um, most of my challenges are actually badge gen related challenges okay. because mm -hmm. at work we we implemented a thing called geoguide which you may have heard some lackeys talk about but i think you so level up you level up at the company with more geo they want to encourage people to to play the game and be you know know it in inside and out and so mm -hmm. uh uh, at certain levels, you get certain perks, like you'll get a t-shirt for this one. You'll be able to mint a custom coin for this one. You'll get a international, be eligible for inter international travel at this level, et cetera. So people want to hit those different levels. And um, it's based off of uh, the badge gen badges that originally were a macro in GSAC and are now on project GC. And so what I did is created a, a script that weights the ease of like, so um, the how difficult it would be to get another point in any of the available badges for GeoGuide. And I use that to motivate me 
So right now, the number one thing, the thing it tells me would be easiest to do is to, to host three more events. I'm really bad at hosting events. So, <laughs> so that actually only is three. <laughs> only three, which, you know, a lot of people do in a week, but uh, um, I usually like to try to make those special too. Um, and uh, so I have very few to my name and, uh, but that's, that's what my, my algorithm is telling me is my next best thing. And then um, it's things like fine. I, I think I'm, I have to find about 20 more webcams and such. So those are my challenges. And then of course there are challenges out there for achieving certain numbers of, of th those things, but that algorithm basically helps me direct my caching. So I would say that um, that is probably how I, track my challenges jt coffee um she's a whole nother level she's she, <laughs> she and, and 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 the rock chat chris at work and gia at work gia caches at work they are um they put me to shame so um i should probably you should, i should probably go talk to them about what i should be doing <laughs> get <to> some tips <laughs> <laughs> No, well, no that's great. I, I like the badge gen too. And I like to look and you know that how many more until the next level up and I'm like, Oh, I'm so close. That's how what I can do next. But ooh, you have an algorithm. That's, <laughs> that, that sounds is, exciting versus I, me I like slogging it. through the stats. <laughs> I share that with work. So I have a dashboard at work where every I run that for every lackey every day so that they can see what they need to do. Um, and some use it. Um, especially the aforementioned JD coffee, um, <laughs> but, and certainly me. So, um, yeah, I find it really useful myself. So that's Interesting. fun. And that, well, I mean, Gary I learned that. Had, oh, I was going to say, Gary said, Brian told him when, when he toured HQ uh, back in April, I think it was that lackeys get time every week to geocache. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I think it's every month. I think you have three hours of work time every month. To go geocaching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree, it's Gary. Awesome. The life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, of it, some of us do it a little more, but we can only chalk uh, three hours up to, to, to work. To so. work on the clock. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, and we oh, and Lori has a suggestion here. Oh, <laughs> My, that was my wife saying, you told me it was 20. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh. <laughs> well, Lori has a suggestion uh, to have an event for the Spokane cash machine. <laughs> uh, actually, I, to attend. I actually am. It's going to be up here at the lake Sunday, the day after the cash machine. It's not listed yet because that's one of the things that I realized, oh my gosh, it's June and that's going to be July 2nd. <laughs> um, but I'm for anyone who wants, uh, I'll be posting a uh, an event uh, close to uh, Priest Lake, and it will be a meet and greet um, to welcome some friends of mine from Florida who are coming to get my oldest cache, which is the oldest in Idaho. Um, and we're going to after the event, uh, uh, we're going to help people get up to the cash, you know, not everyone has the vehicle needed. So if anyone who's going to the cash machine or hadn't, hadn't thought about it, but now maybe would, um, yeah, we'll have a, an event the Sunday after the event in the morning at Priest Lake, which is about a roughly a two hour drive from Spokane. 
and uh, after the the half an hour of of meet and greet, we'll we'll get people in cars and up the mountain. Fun. Thanks. Yeah, I had heard you did that from occasion to occasion, and uh, I know that uh, two of my buddies, Hailmeister and uh, Neil Moore, came out to Seattle, and they made an attempt on the Priest Lake Cache, and uh, I believe Hailmeister was saying he got within a mile of the oh. place, and they couldn't find the right access trail. Uh, oh. I Oh, well, um, if you get within a mile and a quarter, that's the, the, the last turn. So they probably were a little further away than that. But the thing is that, that ro the road up to it, Google still has the road that uh, was in use about 30 years ago. They've never updated. Um, mm. And it, so go on to OpenStreetMaps because I have... I have edited OpenStreetMaps, and that shows the proper route. Um, the other road is long since blocked, and people always try to route with Google, and they end up getting further and further away from it because there's just Google doesn't think there's a way to get there. Um, I also on the cache have have uh, posted a map as well as waypoints as well as a track so that you can follow oh, cool. uh, the, the route to get up there to oh, just awesome. to make it easier. Good, good. But if you be prepared ahead of time, because um, cell coverage gets pretty scarce up there. Yeah, that's what I heard. I I wanted to make an attempt on that, but there was just so many other things going on. I mean, I had such a great time, and I had it. Its reputation preceded it, and oh. I was not going to take my Chevy Traverse up that uh, up that incline. So, but I thought it would be cool to come out and visit on one of your event days. You haven't started to create the cash page then yet. No, no. This week I will get it posted and hopefully uh, the reviewers will say, okay, and get it posted. But uh, it will be July 2nd. It will be at 10 a.m. Okay. And All right. The, it'll be uh, in the Coolin, the little town of Coolin. So uh, where there are amenities for anyone who wanted to go get a coffee or what have you. And so we'll, we'll meet for a half an hour and then head up the, head up the hill. Awesome. So, and with the right vehicle, you can actually get pretty close to the cache then? Yeah. Actually, the last time I went up there, um, I, I think I made four, three or four trips last year, um, just you know, checking on things, taking friends, what have you. Um, it looked like someone had actually driven through the meadow out to the cache, you know, off the end of the road. And it, it was... <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Was always, yeah. Really? So... Yeah, so one of the one of the reviewers helped me build a little barrier to to prevent damage to the to the meadow and hopefully discourage people from trying to do that. But yes, you could drive with the right vehicle over and if you you can't really see through the grass, you you'd have to not worry about maybe going down in a hole or over a rock. <laughs> um yeah, the road will get you within a couple hundred feet. So um, that road is challenging. Um, it's mm -hmm. a road to an, what used to be a lookout tower that's long since been removed, but the road still exists. Um, it's just some might not call it a road anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the road is the road is questionable, <laughs> but with with the right vehicle, anything can be conquered, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Excellent, excellent. So yeah, so when we were in Geo Woodstock, I think that was one of the most interesting things that I learned about you in your role at HQ, which you're on the data team? Correct. Is, is, and so you get to look at all of the the data behind the data, right? There's kind of the public yeah. view that we see, and then you have, you get like the raw database that you can Right. And, and we're mostly focused on, you know, business intelligence, you know, uh, trying to see patterns, try to see um, what's working, what's not working, try to predict where we'll be, um, what we might need to get to our goals, those sorts of things. Okay. So if they ever do another virtual reward, I can slip you my name and you can slip me into the database. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. We better not go there. I was going to say, you want me to admit that here? (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no. Let's let's not do that. (laughs) All right. So fun. Uh, Let's see. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? So, what is your latest challenge? Which one are you going for? Um, right now, my focus is uh, looping Jasmer. Okay. So I, I have the Jasmer, and I might even have two, but I'm, I want to be one of the few who does um, the four, the quad. Sure, is, yeah. And, and uh, but... Um, so I've, the friends who are coming out and that I'm are kind of the focus, I guess, of the event that I'm going to have taking people to Camel's Prairie. They're from Florida. Um, met them at the big event in Seattle uh, last year, and they've become part of uh, my my group. Um, we've done road trips and what have you, and they they were at Geo Woodstock, so I got to spend some time with them. But. Uh, um, they're talking about a, a Potter's Pond. I still haven't been to Potter's Pond in Utah. Oh. Um, so I need that. I need um, Michigan. Um, we, t- oh. we talked about Power Island and what have you. And then um, this uh, this September, I'm making a Europe trip with, with some geocaching buddies. And uh, Match Stash in Sweden is is on that okay. list. So um, those are some of the, the ones uh, that pop to mind right now as as ones uh, that I'm targeting in the next year. Um, well, I don't know if Power Island is going to work out this year. We'll see. So um, try to get it in before September. Yeah, uh, that might be know, hard. The of October can be a little bit challenging, but I, I definitely hope you'll, uh, you'll send me a note when you come by this way. So yeah, yeah, that might have to be it's some weekend when if my, my wife has a, a, a girl's outing or something. Maybe it's just a weekend trip out to, to your neck of the woods. There you go. Yep. I'm, I live about two hours away from power Island to the South and you know, the Detroit Metro airport is the big airport everybody flies into, but you know, it's a big international airport and I really like the Gerald Ford airport here in Grand Rapids. Um, it's easy to get into, it's easy to get out of, and it's maybe a hundred dollars more for the ticket. So you spend that in gas getting from Detroit anywhere. So Right, right. Yeah, yeah. for Geo Woodstock, I flew into Evansville and then flew out of Tulsa, uh, both of which are, you know, smaller, uh, you know, certainly not a, a Detroit or a, or a Dallas um, right. type airport. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the smaller uh, airports that are just easier to get around in, feel friendlier. It's cool. 
Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, and hopefully you'll hang around. What we're going to do now is go into our uh, our wheel of challenges. Yeah. Are we ready for that? We are ready for that. So, yeah, uh, John, thank you. And, you yeah. know, we get it. You're on your uh, out-in-the-woods Wi-Fi or data or whatever. So if we lose you, I'm glad we had you for this whole talk for the past half hour or so. Well, and, thanks for uh, inviting me. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, stick around if you can. And if we if we lose you, thanks again. You bet. Uh, yeah, you've hung out. I mean, you've made it this long. So <laughs> for for tonight's um wheel of challenge. What what, yes. what was our where was our question, Emily? I've lost <laughs> it. Here we go. So oh. for our wheel of challenges tonight, um gosh. Let me get to the right place. Um, let me tell you guys about it. One live viewer each month will be selected to face off against the wheel and have a chance to win the grand prize, which is a one-year membership on Project GC. And we do ask that you limit yourself to three wins. But to enter, um, send an email with a subject containing spin me, followed by your geocacher, geocaching username in brackets, and answer this question. In what state did mountain bike hide the oldest cache? Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. John, you're not eligible. Sorry. <laughs> the first verified eligible user <laughs> who sends in the correct answer will get to uh, go up against the wheel. And your profile will be checked live on Project GC. And if you qualify, you win. So I am looking at the emails. We have immediate correct answers. And our first correct answer is from B and J Bish. So we are going to, and that's your username. So Tim, that is the name we are going to check against our wheel. So we need to pull our wheel up. I got to find that. Yeah. What did I do with that? I was all ready for this before we started and now I went and messed it up. <laughs> okay. There that's we all go. right. We've there got our wheel. wheel. Let me get rid of this question and we're going to spin our wheel. Here we go. Round and round she goes. Is she going to stop on a tree climbing cache? <laughs> no. <laughs> so GC 5K FC5 Day Cache Hidden Placed Challenge. Difficulty three. So let's see what this challenge I is about. I able to go there. Mm-hmm. So welcome to the bar. DT is a one and a half, one and a half. It is there. The challenge is to have found and logged a cache for every day that a cache was hidden as shown on the cache page. Oh, and this one doesn't have, <coughs> doesn't have the checker built in, but I have it here. There we go. And it worked. Come on, checker. Change my name to BNJ Bish. And, uh -oh. oh, fail to execute the script. Uh-oh. We have a script error. Uh -oh. oh, my goodness. We have never had this happen on the show. No, we haven't. <laughs> this is okay. something new. All right. Well, um, if you guys want to talk among yourselves for a little bit, I will see what I can do in the background. <laughs> can you and, do script uh, magic in the background? Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> okay. BNJ Bish and everybody else, <laughs> stay tuned. We're going to see if uh, 
Tim can. Oh, I'm sorry. I got caught in the comments. Um, <laughs> um, Jay in LA Geocache said, Geocats says, revise the cacher name to fix that. No space in the name. No space in the name. Oh. And Kitty Catch says, hers worked, so maybe refresh. You guys, this there is interesting. Is. There's okay. always something interesting with uh, live podcasting, huh? <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. All right, there we go. So taking the space out work. Thank you, chat room. Appreciate that. And according to this, B&J Bish has completed the challenge. Wahoo. All right. Congratulations. Thanks for uh, playing with us. And, and you win the one-year Project GC membership. So you can geek out on all your stats with us for a whole nother year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Congrats. Okay. All right, and before we do our next segment, maybe we should talk about um, the vault. The vault, I like it. All right, so we have a clue for key 33. We will show you this. And uh, Tim, do you have anything to say about the picture? this? Yeah, so this is a special key. It's available only to those people living in Europe until June the 11th. And then after that, it will be made available to anyone that can figure it out. Okay. Now, there's a story that goes along with this, and it is the Oriole Kensington Rowing Club was practicing with the Furnival Sculling Club while they were racing hard against each other and were focused on what they were doing. They couldn't help but notice a group of ladies. One stuck out from the rest. What was she? What was she doing? Send your answer to what she is doing to geocachetalk at gmail.com and you could be a winner. All right. So European viewers, that clue is for you. And follow our Volt Facebook page where you can find this clue again, this clue picture and this clue hint and see if you can be the first person to email and Tom will help you out being your proxy key turner, <laughs> I believe, in Cash Fest Memphis. And John, you are eligible to win this one if you do go to Europe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> are you checking the figure next out week? the puzzle? <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a fall trip, right? <laughs> All right. And since we're doing a few news items now before our monthly challengers, we do want to remind you that in two weeks, July 18th, will be our big Geocache Talk seventh anniversary show. So make sure you tune in for this big special show. And as a reminder, um, you have the opportunity to send in um, video clips with a short message about Geocache Talk Network, any um, special memory or, or a thing that you have to say. Send that in within the next week by um, next Sunday so that we can include that in our show on the 18th. So please join us for that. It should be pretty special. Yeah. So, all right. 
And then with that, every month we give a congratulatory shout out to listeners who email us proof of qualifying and logging a challenge cache since the last show. Anyone who sends an email to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com with the GC code having a found it log, including a photo if you'd like to share it, for that month will be entered into a prize giveaway for a Challenge Talk podcast. A very coveted pathé. <laughs> so here's a few of the interesting challenges that came in this month. And once again, I have to try to do two things at once by sharing my screen. And share the window, do that, do that, and make it go live. Yay! Right. Okay, so here's one for you, John. It's uh, <laughs> a thousand event points. <laughs> you have to host or attend enough events to qualify for a thousand points. And you get 10 points for a, just a regular event, 25 for a CEDO, 50 for a GPS adventure maze, 50 points for a mega event, and 100 points for a giga event. And this was sent to us by Team Tailwagger. And uh, she obtained her 1,000 points and <laughs> got it before attending Geo Woodstock. So congratulations to Team Tailwagger. Yeah, that's great. The next one was sent to us by Kitty Catch. This is GCA8JXJ under the sea kind of challenge. And so this one says you must have found enough caches below sea level to have accumulated a total of negative 100 meters of below sea level fines. In other words, your cumulative depression must be at least 100 meters. Um, and she said, I made it. I have reached 693 meters of cumulative depression with 27 depressed caches. And this was a nice DT combination of four, four difficulty four terrain five, which ticked off her last box to give her her 20th fizzy loops. <laughs> she says 20 fizzy loops feels crazy. And I've really had a lot of fun. Yeah, so there you go, John. New challenge for you. You got to get more than one fizzy loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I like the sound of this uh, depressed cache. <laughs> yeah, these depressed caches. Yeah. Yeah, and inside there, they've got her example of what oh, yeah. they what they've worked on. I think my trip to Death Valley may have made me uh, eligible for that one. Oh, that, that that would be a good one. You're right. So, and this one was sent in by our friend Gary of the GBs. This is um, GC963HG, and it's the GCD orbit, 146 degrees. Challenge one, mile favorite, Bunkete? Uh, it's German. My German is it terrible. It is German. And so, to my best understanding, it was 1 million favorite points. Oh, yes. And Gary told me at Geo Woodstock that he had achieved this challenge. Yeah. So he has accumulated 1 million favorite points in caches. Yeah. And what was neat was he said, we're the only non-German cacher to complete this challenge. 
So oh, congrats. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Way to go, Gary. Yep. And Merlin does not fail. I have <laughs> 280,000. That's not bad. Not bad. But that's a long way from 1 million <laughs> points. Holy shnikes. That's a long way to go. I think we need go. a trip to Germany. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That would <laughs> that would do. That'll help. Well, this next one is sent in by Star Casher. This is GCA6AD3 Iron Man Challenge. And the, the I thought this was a really fun play on attributes. I always love when people do a play on attributes. And we got several of those in from you guys this month. But this one says that the Iron Man Triathlon typically consists of 3.9 kilometer swim an 180.2 kilometer bike ride and a 42.2 kilometer run. So find and log at least four geocaches with the may require swimming attribute. So four for the 4k find and log at least 180 geocaches with the bicycle attribute. So 880 for the 180 K and find and log at least 42 geocaches with the medium hike or long hike attribute for the, um, the last leg, the, uh, what, what the run. So I thought that was a, just a really good twist on an attribute challenge. Yeah, that is. And congratulations to Starcatcher for that one. Yeah. And our last one for tonight is, is really just a trashy challenge. This one <laughs> is trashy all about it. It's GCA5JH6. And this was sent in by MP Dreyer. And this is to attend and log at least 10 CEDOs. And they have their group out in the woods uh, that you can yeah, see here. There's you sent this picture in here of one of the CEDOs they've attended. So that's 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 a fun that's a fun challenge too. That's a and good we one. Definitely want to give back to the game board and uh, you know treat the treat our area that we play with with respect. Uh, and it makes me sad to hear that somebody drove across the the a meadow. meadow. Yeah, you know that that's just like that's wrong. We you know we work too hard to have these special places. So it may yeah, not have been cashers. It, it, it's just, it was headed that direction and not many right, people were right. there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. And we want to thank everyone who submitted their challenge finds, even though we can't read off all of them, but that also includes QQ Nonrev, Acorn Mama, JNLA, C Newman 98, Curious KDB, Sims Quest, and R Reagan. So thank you to everyone we've mentioned tonight. And remember to enter for next month. Send in your email before next month's show with the challenges you've found between this show and the next one. And this month's winner is Curious KDB. So congratulations. Ooh. We'll be sending you our challenge talk path tag. All right. And so let's see. Um, we, we do want to continue to spread the word about Challenge Talk. And it was a great month for May for those folks that submitted lots of challenges. Um, you know, that's a double edged sword. The more people that enter, the more, the you know, the, the 
the percentage the chance yeah. of winning goes down. And I and I get that, but we really want a big pool of, of caches to draw from so we can pick the best ones and, and we have a you know, we have a good selection of people that are watching and listening. So once again, yeah. thank you for and everybody I, who did submit. And yeah, I find them very inspiring. Inspiring for what can I work towards, what can I hide. So I appreciate everyone's challenge experiences that you send in. Yeah. So ne our next show is going to be Sunday, the 2nd of July. And we're going to talk about some questions and some feedback that we have received that we haven't really talked about yet. We're going to go into Project GC. So if you have a question regarding challenges and Project GC, uh, please send them our way and we will hopefully get them on the next show as we prepare to go to Cash Fest. Right. And just a reminder to work on your pre-event challenge trail. If you are listening for the first time and saying, what is that? Let us know. <laughs> Email us at challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. We're happy to answer your questions. We also uh, got our updated checker. So if you haven't seen the notices, um, there is a checker for calculating how many points you have based on the three trails the one trail with the photo scavenger hunt we don't there's no way for a checker for that <laughs> but you know all the other things there's a checker so like tim said he's at 40 points you can use this checker to see how many points you're at that um, we'll make sure that checkers everywhere on our social media it'll be in our show notes so you guys can keep track for yourselves how to hit the goal you want on that pre-event challenge all right, so the show notes will be posted shortly after the show airs um, in the video description. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, thanks everyone for watching and listening. Thank you, John, again for uh, being with us while you're on your journeys. Um, it's it's happy to, it's great to talk with you. And I did forget to mention you were on another Geocache Talk episode 209. So if you guys want more, um, you can go back to that episode. We'll put the link to those show notes in our in tonight's show notes <laughs> so you can reference all of that. All right. And as Mia Ham once said, there are always new, grander challenges to confront, and a true winner will embrace each one. So remember, it's not about the numbers. It's about the challenge. All right. I love it. Challenge accepted. Thanks, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Thanks, John.